0: Welcome back to the Isaac Halston Show, where I talk everything sports. Hope you're having a wonderful day. And I am. Last night and Saturday, we saw some big, big college basketball games. Loyola Chicago, one of my favorite teams, I wanted to them to win so bad. Lost to Oregon State that I wanted them to win. But Oregon State and the Pac-12 have been going off this tourney. They lost... to and Oregon State's just been dominating this whole entire tournament. And they've been playing very, very good comp as well. Next up, Baylor beat Villanova. This was a no-doubter for me. Baylor's just too athletic altogether, and their defense is too good. The Big East, this isn't like the past where they're super good. They are not as good, and Villanova is in there, and they ain't that good. And they had their best corner point guard out there, um, Connor Glewski. He got hurt, which is not good for nobody, especially the Wildcats. And he got hurt, so that really messed them up a ton. And Arkansas... Arkansas 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 beat Oral Roberts. Or Roberts was so close to winning the game. The final score was 72 to 70. They ran a perfect play on the inbounds. They had a player where he was going he was going here, then he was cutting then he was cutting up the field. Then he shot a three and did not make it, unfortunately. It was super Super, 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 super close. It was so close to being in. It was just insane. I was like, please. And they were so clutch at the end, and they were just not able to get it done, unfortunately. Houston beat Syracuse 46-62. to I finally picked Houston, but they just were too good on the offensive board for Syracuse, and Buddy Beheim couldn't get it done for the Orange. And Houston, they are super, super good. Play great defense, and their rebounding skills are insane. So far through my picks, this through this through this, I am two and two. So through for the Sweet 16 picks, but Creighton lost to Gonzaga. I got Gonz—I had Gonzaga winning. They were just all together too good. Creighton had to make a lot, a lot of threes in that game in order for them to beat Gonzaga, and Gonzaga is by far the best team in this journey, by far. In Michigan, I picked Michigan, and they beat Florida State. The ACC wasn't doing that well in that big M it caught me there and i was like yeah they're going to win and they beat florida state 76 to 58 and it was kind of just a blowout but we'll see where they're going and on sunday so far i went 4 for i went 4 and 0 on sunday for my picks it was nice but ucla i garumba this game was too close for my liking. UCLA should have won it way earlier. So, it is 70 it was like 72ish to It was like 73 to 70 and Alabama inbounds the ball. Both teams are in the bonus plus. So if they did a common if UCLA just did a common foul straight up they would have gotten two free throws. Alabama would have gotten two three throw, free throws, which would have made them have to probably miss on the rim and make a very, very, very hard play to do. But instead, they literally let them – they just play straight-up defense. And they literally go down and literally Reese, the, one of the bigger dudes for Alabama, literally just drained a three. It was Insane. I was like, they should have fouled him. You, even Charles Bar- Barkley was saying that. I don't know why. Maybe because he doesn't like Alabama. And he's like, they lost, but they should have fouled him. But Charles Barkley is a little biased there. But UCLA, their leading scorer um, fouled out in the with some final minutes. And they just still continued to roll on In overtime. They just beat up on Alabama. Alabama, they were super cold from three. They needed to make a ton of three-pointers because their offense is basically going to the line, getting a ton of... They wanted free... Normally, they like to get free throws, and they like to shoot threes or layups. That's basically what they do. It's basically like when James Harden was on the Rockets, but in college form. But I think that Alabama, they didn't shoot the free throws that well. They're like 50% or something like that. And they just could not get the job done against UCLA. In UCLA, they've won the most games out of anybody in the tournament because they had to win the – First four game, so they were the basically the last four to get in, and they had to play an extra game just to get into the round of sixty four. Then they've won those. They've won three, four total games so far. Yeah, they've won three, four total games: the round of four, round of sixty four, and the sweet sixteen, and round of thirty two. And USC, Evan Mobley, dude, they're just so good. They were beating up on Oregon so, so, so bad. It was not even close for Oregon. I didn't even have to watch the game. It was just insane. They were just rebounding like crazy and just beating up on Oregon. Oregon had an impressive, impressive performance when they were playing. In the round of 32, they threw 95 against Iowa, and they were just slamming. But they could not do that against two Mobleys, but they could do it against Luca Garza. Now we're heading into the lead eight. Today, it is March 29th, and today we got some games. But I got Houston beating Oregon State. This is – Houston, they're just super, 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 super good at rebounding and making just shots. Alvin Sampson has their team locked and ready to go. They are just insane, and they will bully you left and right. And Oregon State – I know the Pac-12 has been on a run, but I don't think they'll be able to finish it off. And Houston, I saw this one dude with the super big forehead. It made me laugh. But it was it's Houston all the way. They're making it to the final four. And winning that regional. But I think Oregon State, they'll still put up a fight and Houston will just be the team that will win because their offensive rebounds are insane. They got like 15 or 20. When I was watching the game at some point, it was like 20 rebounds, like 15 rebounds that they had, offensive rebounds. That's a lot. Next up, Baylor, Arkansas. I've always been going against Arkansas, but I think Baylor can just get it done. I haven't learned my lesson here. And it's just going to frustrate me if Baylor wins. But If Baylor loses to Arkansas. But I think that Baylor will win. No doubt about it. They're just too good on the defensive side of the ball. And Arkansas, I haven't been watching many of their games. But I think that they're just not playing the best comp so far. They've played like... Oral Roberts, and some very, very low-ranked teams, and they will not be able to get the job done against Baylor. So the teams that they have played are the previous schedule in the NCAA tournament has been they played Colgate first round, then they beat Texas Tech in a close game. But then they play Oral Roberts. Both, they've had two close games. The game against Colgate was 68-85 blowout. The game against Texas Tech was 68-66. to They obviously won. Then Oral Roberts, they beat Oral Roberts. So I think that Baylor, they're just going to put up a ton of points and play phenomenal defense against them. Um. Next up, UC, USC and Gonzaga. My heart's saying USC, but I'm like, Gonzaga's too good with Corey Kisper and Jalen Suggs, and they just play all-around good team. Drew Timmy, he can do some insane stuff. They had, like, 50 points against... Against Creighton, they had like 50 points in that paint. They were just dominating the paint. Drew Timmy's a boss. He's got those handlebars as a mustache, which are hilarious. And I think that that Gonzaga is just too good for me to pass up. And they've been undefeated. And how you doing? Keep it moving. They're like 28-0 or something like that. Next up, UCLA and Michigan. I like the big M too much. I I can't go against them. I think that Gonzaga or Michigan are going to win, but I got to pick both of them. I don't know why. But UCLA, very good. They've won a ton, a ton of games. And their coach was even surprised that they even got in the tournament to begin with, which is just insane to think about. Uh, I don't know if we're not even gonna make the tournament, and they did. This is just a cool story to see UCLA going a run. They haven't been in the elite eight in a long time, like um since two, the first time. This is the first time since um first time since two thousand and eight, and they're the only. Um, they're, them and VCU are the only first of four team, first four in team, last four in team, kind of, the first four game, first team to go in the first of four and play in the Sweet 16 and win. VCU, which this year, unfortunately, had COVID, and UCLA are the only teams ever to do it. And that is... Insane, but Michigan with Isaiah Livers, they're just too good. Michigan, they're just too good. I don't know why. And I thought I watched this, and this was hilarious. You should uh, the Angels were up to bat. There was – it was in the eighth inning, two outs. Angels batter Taylor Ward, Fresno State Bulldog, up to bat. He's been hitting the ball very, very well this season. Hits a home run over the right field fence. Hits it like right on top of the thing. And then Joe. Then Joe um, Madden. Maddock was like, "Cut it off! Cut it off!" And then Dave Roberts was like, "Cut it off! Cut it off!" And then they just went off the field and was like. It was, like, one of the most confusing walk-offs ever because, like, they didn't even know it was a walk-off, but it was a walk-off. It was just hilarious. I, I thought it was, like, what are they doing? Um. Next up, the NFL will be extending the season from 17 games to – from 16 games to 17 games now. They will not add an extra bye week. So, most players, I, I could assume, they're probably going to be – Frustrated about this, but this will help the salary cap out for next year, as they will have more revenue. So it'll probably go up to where it was last year, and um, I think that this is good because the NFL just gives more player, more games, but it's just going to be probably leading to more injuries, unfortunately, with NFL players, which I don't like to see. And I think that 16 games were good, but I could see where they need the extra money for the Salary Cup because they've lost a ton, a ton of money. And they could add some extra games where they're in some some other place, possibly more games in Mexico, possibly, or somewhere else. And as I said in my last podcast, the 49ers got the third-round pick and from the Miami Dolphins, and the Miami Dolphins got a lot of draft capital. They just trade their picks away. This one they got from the Houston Texans. They dra- trade away their draft capital, then they just get more draft capital, then that draft capital does well, then they get more draft capital, and... It only goes up from there. And the 49ers got the third overall pick, which basically means there's no offensive tackle or anything that player that is not going to get – it's a quarterback in the top four rounds. They're not going to take Kyle Pitts. They got – they got – they got the George Kittle, who's a phenomenal tight end is savage. He's way too good for them to get a replacement already. And I think that they have to be getting Trey Lance or Justin Fields either or or maybe even Jack Mac Jones. I don't know. But the 49ers, they're kicking Jimmy G probably down the road some teams he could probably end up trading they could end up trading with New England I feel like this one is just like the oh it's always the answer New England is always the answer when it comes to old players like Kyle Van Noy he went to Miami he then played very well this year then just got cut don't know the story behind that but I don't know what where is going to go my New England just seems like too good to be true of a place for him to go, but I think that the Denver Broncos they could really, really use a quarterback like him and they could actually win. Win with when they're just because the Denver Broncos they don't have a very good veteran they don't have very much veteran Veterans on the offense, and they're very talented on the offensive side of the ball. But they just need a very, very good quarterback. Drew Law couldn't get it done, even though they're very talented on the offensive side of the ball. And defense, they're very talented as well. They just can't pull it all together there with Vic Fangio, I think. Denver Broncos, very good. New England Patriots, they got Jarrett Stidham. Cam Newton. They got two tight ends. I could see it. They just got two new tight ends. He, Jimmy G likes his tight ends. It could be Jimmy G, but I think it's an offense where they could use Jimmy G and um, Cam Newton, either or. Like goal line situations, Cam Newton, just because he can run through people and he's so athletic and very powerful runner. And the. Patriots could just use them to be uh, just handed off to Damian Harris who's a stud running back. Number three. Possibly Carolina Panthers. I feel like they need a better player than that to make them playoffs. Make them in the playoffs. Because Teddy Two Gloves is just like uh, JBG in my opinion. They're similar. And I don't think that that that, that will get them to the playoffs with a Jimmy G upgrade. Especially when you need an athletic quarterback with an athletic running back with Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I think that the Panthers, possibly. But, it just doesn't seem very likely. Number four. This is all from an article I found. Washington football team. Nah, they got... Ron Fitzmagic, they're A-OK. Number five, Chicago Bears. Yes, but they already got Andy Dalton, and I think that the Chicago Bears... What this article is saying, it's New England, and it's only New England, and possibly the Denver Broncos. And I think that it's very likely that it's the New England Patriots or the Denver Broncos. And the Bears... They have Andy Dalton. Got nothing else besides that, so they could get him, but that's very, very unlikely in my opinion. Now for some post-free agency, off, um, off-season off move rankings, power rankings for the teams. Number one, the Kansas City Chiefs, and. The way to early ranking was number one, so they stayed the same because they're the boss. They're the number one team in the league. And their best move they have um, per ESPN, NFL Nation, um, their best, remote, best off-season move, re- releasing both of their tackles Michael Schwartz and Eric Fisher. And they are both are coming off injury, so there could be unknowns with them, and they're probably just going to start up fresh. And they also got Joe Thune, who's a very good offensive lineman, former Patriot. And they got Trent Williams in free agency as well. Number two, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Their way too early ranking was number four because they obviously thought, oh, probably not going to resign everybody. But they got all 22 of their starters on the offense and defensive side of the ball back. So now they're n- number two, best off season move. It's everything, honestly, for what they've done. Getting Shaq Barrett, everybody back. Rob Gronkowski, Levante, David. Chris Godwin. There's so many good players that are just coming back. But they have not a hundred percent sure bring Antonio Brown back. But they say that the best offseason move is extending Tom Brady, which I would agree because the fine print in that um, contract. What it did is cleared up a lot of. They put like 11 million this year and like 41 million the next year or 9 million this year and the next one near next year. Like 41 million. So they like flipped the table where they can resign everybody this year and their capologists, They're that dude's a genius. How did he get that all done? Like, they put, cut Tom Brady's contract, cut his salary down this year, but next year it's way higher. So they're going all in in this year to push all your chips in. They're going all in. Everything they have. And it's just insane to keep that phenomenal team together. Um, Number three, Green Bay Packers, the way too early ranking was number three their best offense, their best offseason move changing defensive coordinators their dude that w- was doing it was not that good um Matt Pete he was he wasn't just getting the job done and they needed some very good defense as you saw Tom Brady picked it apart last year so easily and number 4 the Buffalo Bills, the way too early ranking. They had them at number two. They thought that the Chiefs and Bills were right up there, but their their only best offseason move, basically their only offseason move was getting Matt Milano, re signing Matt Milano, one of their um linebackers, who's a v- very much um very good leader in that team. And they also got Money Mitchell Trubisky. So we'll see where the Bills do. That didn't help them very much at all. Number five, Baltimore Ravens. The way to early ranking was number six. So they've gone up from there. But they could have had. They got Sammy Watkins, who they signed. But they could have had. A very, very good, a very, very good um, route runner in T.Y. Hilton or Juju Smith-Schuster. And, man, I think that there's something wrong with there. Like, they either don't like Lamar or they don't like their offensive coordinator. Like, Marquise Goodwin, um, the speedster for the Ravens, he was like, man, They don't like to feed their wide receivers very much. And I think that that's the reason why Gigi didn't come. And they have to block a ton with Lamar and stuff like that. And they might not like that as well. When they're paid to run routes, not block normally. But their best signing is Kevin Zelter signing the guard. Which is a replacement for perennial... Pro Bowler Marshall Yonda, who retired last year. Uh, number six, the Los Angeles Rams. Their r- way too early ranking was number five, so they've gone down. Best off-season, I think that they don't need very much. Like they got Daryl Henderson. They got a very good backfield. Matthew Stafford. <laughs> They're ready to win. They don't need to get anything. I don't care what they say. Sean McVay ready to win today. Number seven. Um, um, Cleveland Browns. They're way too early. Was number seven best off-season move, filling the hole at the safety. They the debt. They got John Johnson, the third, to a third three-year deal worth up to. 33.75 million, 24 million, of it guaranteed. That is a uh, former RAM. Number 8, the Tennessee Titans. Their way their way too early ranking was number 10. Now they're num- down to number 8. Their best offseason move, I agree with this so 100% pairing up Deonte D- Dinko Autry and Bud Dupree. Bud Dupree's a phenomenal pass rusher. He was for the Steelers and left Steelers Nation. But they are just insane. Dud Dupree's an insane outside linebacker that can rush off the edge and are very, very good and will do very what they The Tennessee Titans need them a lot. Number nine, the Seattle Seahawks. They're. Way too early. Ranking was number eight. They thought that they'd help their offensive line. They did not, but they did get. They did manage their pass rush. They they signing Carlos Dunlap, who was a former Cincinnati Bengal, and they did the when he was with the Bengals, they did not like him. He did not like the Bengals because they were not helping him win at all. Number 10, the Indianapolis Colts. Their way too early ranking was 15. Now they're at 10. That's a huge trading up for her quarterback Carson Wentz. It could be a risk, but I think that Frank Wright is the dude for Wentz, and they'll get the job done. Number 11. Pittsburgh Steelers. Their way too ranking was way too early. Ranking was number eleven, so they stand in the same spot. Best offseason move. Moving on from Randy Fickner. Um, last year they did not run the ball at all. They were finished last in rushing, and they were in the bottom half of in the league of passing. So, not very much offense, off obviously. And they got rid of the, Randy Figner was their offensive coordinator and now they have a very much better offense in Mac Canada. on uh, number twelve, the Arizona Cardinals, um way too early ranking was fourteen. Best offseason move, signing Matt Prater. Disagree. I'll say that. I think that Matt Prater's is one of the best, but he is not better than J.J. Watt. He's not going to make that much of an impact. 13, the 49ers. They're way too early-ranking. They thought they were going to be number nine. Best offseason move, protecting Jimmy G by re-signing Trent Williams, left tackle. Most important position for a right-handed quarterback, as that's their blind side when they're looking. Number 14, the Miami Dolphins. Their way too early ranking was 12. And their best signing, Will Fuller. I agree with that so much. They needed a Weston to go on with Devontae Parker, Mike Kosicki, their tight end, and Preston Williams. And he's a speedster and he can stretch the field very, very, very much. Number 15, the Minnesota Vikings. Their way too early ranking was 16, so they moved up a spot. But they have not done very much. They stayed around the same. They did sign Patrick Peterson, but they could have been at, like, 10 if they got rid of Kirk Cousins. Like, you know what I mean? That would have helped them out so, so much. Number 16, the New Orleans Saints. Their way too early ranking was 13. Now, their best offseason move, minimizing losses. They literally lost Drew Brees. Their person that basically held them together. And we'll see what they can do with what they have in Jameis Winston. And... Many other players. Number 17, the Los Angeles Chargers. Their way too early ranking was 18. Now, their best offseason move was hiring Brandon Staley, former defensive coordinator for the Rams. And hopefully that will help their defense out. They lost to the Patriots like 45-0. to So, hopefully that doesn't happen. And they also got Corey Lindsley, a very, off, very good center, all pro center. And that will help protect Justin Herbert out a lot. Number 14, the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Their way too early ranking was 19, so they went down a little bit, but they added Dan Quinn. That's what they say. So they could basically help out the defense because their defense. They're like, Cowboys fans be like, yeah, we signed Dak Prescott up. That's not going to help with your terrible defense. Literally, Dak Prescott was behind every single game, and now he is signed to a long term deal. That's not going to help out your defense. Number 19, the New England Patriots went to 20. I could, their way too early ranking was 20, now they're at 19. Best offseason move double dipping at the tight end with Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry. Um,. I think that the New England Patriots did very, very well this offseason. But it's just not the fancy, smanchy names that teams are looking for as... They're looking for a big signing in this year. it's pretty been very, very slow. But the Patriots, they need very good tight ends if they're going to have... Because they're probably going to do shorter passes with Cam Newton and... That will help them out a lot. Next up, number twenty, the Las Vegas Raiders. They're way too early ranking was 17 now. Their best offseason move was Yannick and Gokway, which who was a very good pass rusher last season. And can hit can just run up to people and just demolish them. Number 21, the New York Jets, their way-too-early ranking was 25. Their best offseason move, paying Kenny Galladay for sure. This is something they needed help for sure. Number 22, the Washington fifth football team, Twenty. their way-too-early ranking was 21. They needed to just get a good, a good quarterback, but they just can't. They just can't. Jimmy D would be good in Ryan Fitz and Washington Football Team for the Washington Football Team, in Washington. That would help them out. But they did get Curtis Samuel, Curtis Samuel, who's a very, very good. As I was saying earlier, they got Curtis Samuel, who's a very good offense, a second option for the for Ryan Fitzpatrick. And number 23, Carolina Panthers. The earlier ranking, way too early ranking was 23. They got Hassan Reddick, which basically, that didn't help them at all. And now they're just stuck there. But they do have a future with Jeremy Chin, who's a very good safety. Number 24, the Atlanta Falcons. Their way too early ranking was 22. Now they're 24. They hired Arthur Smith and Terry frontnot That's their best hire. So they obviously did not help anything with their offense. Besides getting a new, new, besides getting a new head coach, and probably that's very good offensive coordinator. Twenty-five. The Chicago Bears. They're way too early. Rankings was twenty-four. And now they're. Best offseason move, tagging Allen Robinson. He's their best player, so that makes sense. Number 26, the Philadelphia Eagles. They're way too early ranking, 26. Best signing, Anthony Harris. They got rid of Malcolm Jenkins, and they lost Jalen Mills, so this is probably a hole that they needed to fix and did so. Number 27, the Denver Broncos. Their way too early ranking was 28, so they went down from here. They went up. They went down, but they got better. Um, the best offseason move, sign, re-signing Justin Simmons, their safety. They need, they need to keep their defense intact or else their whole entire team is messed up. And they also got new quarterbacks as Ronald, Dar- Ronald Darby and Kyle Fuller. Number 28, the Cincinnati Bengals, they're at 27 for the way too early ranking. They're hired Frank Pollock, which David Pollock is a former Cincinnati player, I, I believe. He played at Georgia, but I don't know who Frank Pollock is, but he is – Obviously going to help the Bengals with their offensive line because they need help with that, very much so. They need to protect. The Bengals are just a dud or organization. They're just very, very bad. Number 29, New York Jets. They stayed the same, but they hire, they're hire hiring best offseason move, hiring Ross Slaw. I'm a little skeptical on him as a head coach, but as a normal person, I'm fine with it. Number 30, the Jacksonville Jaguars taking Um, number 30, Jacksonville Jaguars. They're way too early, 31. But this, they're 30. Hiring Urban Meyer, probably getting um, their what's-it-called dude as well. 31, Detroit Lions, way too early ranking, 30. Best offseason move, the Matthew Stafford, Jared, Jared Goff trade. Um, and they really didn't do anything, but they got MCDC, so it's all going to be good. At least they're going to have an entertaining head coach. Number 32, the Houston Texans are, are having 32. Best offseason move, hiring Nick Casario. Jeez, they're just a hot mess. Hope you guys enjoyed. I appreciate you all so much. Make sure to like and subscribe. Peace.